Welcome back to another kind of funny reaction, this time to episode one of Star Wars, The Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the boss baby himself, Barrett Courtney. A good soldier follows orders. And I feel like I have to do it for this one. Roger, Roger, Roger for Courtney. <laughs> May the fourth be with you, everybody. <laughs> Getting some battle joys. You know what Woo! I mean? It's just like, gotta, you got to have Roger for the Roger, Roger. A hundred percent. Ironically, that might be my first tattoo, the battle droid. Oh, uh, no. I think I got to I got to embrace it. I got to embrace the meme. <laughs> I've always been like a bigger fan of the battle droids in a lot of ways than I should be. Yeah. The, the the Roger Roger works. I don't like when they say other things. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> when they say other things in that voice. It's like mm. why did they choose to give him that weird ass voice? Like that is such they're dumb a, ass a droids. They're dumb ass you know what droids. I mean? It's great. I love it. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I always love seeing them, and it just you know always brings back old ass memories being nine-year-old watching episode <laughs> one in that in that big old green field i had the the lego version of the the battle droid sh like tank oh yeah. hell yeah you know the like the curvy that must have one. Been a fun one it was cool yeah it was great it was, it was fantastic this is gonna be a fun one though because this is kind of funny reactions where each and every week we react and review all of the latest movies and tv shows that we are enjoying you can watch it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you so choose if you want to listen to it as a podcast search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reactions it will be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny and you'll be able to do just that which is very exciting stuff barrett i want to start with you you just finished your Star Wars rewatch, oh, which included reading books, reading comic books, playing video games. You went full canon on this. It, it you did it, a lot of the main canon things yeah. here. It took me five months into to do. Bad Batch. <laughs> and I, just I, because, it, wasn't, here. it wasn't for Bad Batch, uh, but it was one of those things back in like November. I was just like in the mood, like let's go deep into Star Wars lore it. and like re-experience the uh, the eleven movies, replay Jedi Fallen Order and the story from Battlefront Two, read some books that I haven't read before, read some comics I hadn't read before, and it just kind of lined up that I finished uh, a, a week before Bad Batch started. And I'm gonna tell you, Tim, I was kind of worried because of how everything was lining up I was like I'm scared I'm gonna be Star Wars out by the time Bad Batch comes out and like not even two minutes into this episode I was like nope I, I I'm so sold on the show and I'm like I want to keep going uh so that was that was a relief uh, especially after watching Rise of Skywalker I was like uh last week I was like oh man I don't, I don't I don't know if I can do more Star Wars and then yeah like just at the very beginning of this episode I was like Fuck yes, we're we're back in the Filoni verse and him telling him going full Filoni and trying to like connect everything with his characters. It's so good, Tim. It's so good. Roger, what do you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was just it was so nice seeing that Clone Wars intro and then it just evaporating into the Bad Batch. It's like, it's like hey, fuck it. Chills. It's season it's season eight, but like it's straight yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> just fuck it. Yeah. And like just straight off the bat, like D. Bradley Baker, who is the voice of all of the Bad Batch, just deserves just an Emmy or Oscar or whatever you want to give exactly. him. Because that is at least I, a shout out. The yeah. man is talking to himself essentially for the entire hour. Like he needs some award, like not even for just like the, the Bad Batch, who are like definitely uh, uh, varied personality wise, but like the subtle uh, personalities he will give, like the regular clones, like Rex yeah. and Fives and all that stuff. Like he is so good at what he does. Like, yeah, ab absolutely, Roger. I had the same thought last night of like, we need 
Deep Bradley Baker needs some sort of fucking award from anybody. Uh, if he has awards, please uh, list them in the YouTube comments below so I know For that sure. he's getting love. They're already doing lazy. it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, it was one of those things where I was watching. I was just like, wait, there's no way this is the same person voicing all of these. And I'm like, oh, wow. Holy crap. Yeah, it's it's it was just it, it just made, put a smile on my face. Like, I don't think this episode was necessarily like a groundbreaking in anything. Like it was it was just a comfort food moment. And I think the show is kind of going to be that. I think it's going to be the return of a lot of fun characters that we haven't seen in a while connecting loose ends. I don't think it's going to be this massive expansion to the Star Wars universe, but it's it's definitely fun for a Star Wars fan. Someone that's watched Clone Wars or someone even that hasn't even watched any of them. I think this might be a decent start for somebody that might want to dip their toes into the animated Filoni verse, as you will. And that's kind of more where I step into this, where at this point I have now actually seen a good chunk of Clone Wars and, and Rebels, but I've never done the sitting watching it from the, the beginning and all that. Mm -hmm. But with Bad Batch, I've always been interested in why they're doing this. Because it's like mm -hmm. with all the Disney Plus announcements, if you look at the MCU side, it everything that they're doing makes sense. It's all adding on top of each other. On the Star Wars side, it's like, okay, cool, we have Mandalorian coming out. Clone Wars, uh, the final season, that made sense, kind of wrap up that story and all that, right? But then as they announced all of the, the new shows that they were going to do, the Acolyte and the Obi-Wan Kenobi show and blah, 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 you start to see those all kind of fit in. Bad Batch seems like a thing that no one was really asking for, mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, so these are characters from Clone Wars, from the final season that people didn't necessarily love. No, people didn't hate them, but it's not like these are the yeah. fan favorites that people want a spinoff show for, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that's a, an interesting call for them to do, especially knowing that Disney Plus right now, May the 4th is the day that we're recording this. Like there's going to be a lot of new eyes on on Star Wars and, and on the new products they're putting out. So you'd imagine they want to put really their best foot forward uh, uh, with this type of stuff, especially if it's going to be animated, which – we just there's the inherent thing of it's a harder grab for people like it is not necessarily people don't look at it as canon as it is you know what i yeah. mean it's always kind of like a tear down and I, I think that them launching this with like a movie level quality uh product here so really cool. really really worked in their service and also this movie episode one really kind of did a good job of introducing you to all the characters you need to know if you haven't watched all the stuff but also there's just so much stuff that you don't need to know the context of necessarily because right. what they set up for the world here i think is something that that um even like star wars fans that haven't watched every episode of the the reanimated show so far can jump into this and they're still interested by to me this core thing of how did the clones become stormtroopers? What was that yeah. transition mm -hmm. to become the uh, the Empire? And seeing Tarkin at Kamino, it's such an awesome. I love when we see the melding of eras, right? Yeah. And it, we we get moments, and especially in the cartoons, we do get the moments. But having this entire show kind of based around this, I'm getting kind of hyped. Or like, I don't know if you guys remember, yeah. I think it was Battlefront Two had the level where there was a a Kamino war where it was like stormtroopers versus uh clone troopers and it was fucking awesome and i'm like if they start building towards that battlefront original battlefront yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, like it's vaguely <laughs> in there in like the memory bank like it's been so long since i played that like quote unquote campaign but yeah yeah it was one of my i just remember that mission being a standout yeah. one that was like oh fuck this is like such cool shit and to see them kind of potentially building towards a canonization of that i think is really yeah. interesting but i also want to give just a major shout out because me coming in it's easy for me to like write this off as just another cartoon whatever 
the visuals of this are such a step above what we're normally seeing. And there's a level, a depth of feel. Like it, it's oh, a lot yeah. more God. cinematic. Yeah, like the, like the, and, and the yeah. focus and stuff like that is is so good. And it's, like, it's kind of wild how this show went from like the original Clone Wars was like probably one of the most ugly, the ugliest CG shows that I've ever seen, especially <laughs> that movie. It's just really ugly oh, looking yeah, back. Great. And now like that last season and this season and this show is just gorgeous. Like the brush strokes on everything, like the armor and everything. It just has such texture and that was the thing that I was just I was just like blown away like it's it's gorgeous it's yeah. a gorgeous show yeah and, like it's yeah. so cinematic it and it's wild that we're gonna get another like full season of this you know uh, like yeah. even after like the eight episodes of uh, season seven of Clone Wars I was just watching this I was like I can't believe we're getting more episodes at like of this in this quality it was it's so wild and even like little details of like after they did the uh kind of training facility right and uh oh who's the who's the big guy i forget his name record uh, yeah and like seeing like the smoke still come off of like where he got bl- uh, blasted and stuff like that when they're talking to tarkin afterwards it's just like little stuff like that of, like oh my god it's so detailed i thought that was just an incense in the background <laughs> like i saw the smoke i was like what is that yeah that it was, it was yeah, coming like off of like where he got shot and i was like jesus yeah. christ like i can't wait to like uh, i was watching this late at night for this uh reactions and i was just watching on my computer monitor like i can't wait to rewatch this episode with Alyssa because she's uh interested in watching this like on the 4k like oled and like really just taking it all in i'm so excited yeah and yeah you, and uh, starting it off with the uh revenge of the sith kind of like remake fits like where it's like moments from the movie so animated and like i think that again that is such a good start of just like hey even if you think this isn't for you, give it a shot. Give it a shot because this 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 could be cool. Mm-hmm. And I think the people that are going to stick with it are going to be very pleasantly surprised. I liked that this episode told – it, it kind of did everything it has to do. It, it was a very tight story, introduced you to these characters, set up the stakes of who the major villain is, who the kind of like – antagonist villains gonna be and crosshairs are you kidding me sure it's generic as hell sure how we got there is just like we could have seen it from ten thousand miles away in a galaxy far away but it doesn't fucking matter because it ended with him in a black and green suit (laughs) that looks sick as fuck and i'm just like cool i have everything i need right now to be excited for the next 15 episodes because we we got 16 this season Uh, wow oh it hasn't been confirmed oh damn Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and jumping off what you were saying originally, Tim, like the I think this is a perfect era to like focus in on. And because this is something that I feel like even Star Wars fans, like I have a lot of people of people in my family that are big Star Wars fans. They all thought that stormtroopers were clones. Like, so it's like I feel like that's something that they don't really address really in the movies. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a really interesting time period. And you're right, like seeing Tarkin in Kamino immediately right off the bat and seeing him already like laying the, the groundwork of like maybe these aren't as like successful as we think they are like even though they're a bunch of clones who we can literally choose and tell them what to do like maybe yeah. they're not as like maybe, maybe they're not worth the money that we're paying exactly and, and stuff yeah. like that. which is like a kind of like a very small thread throughout like some of the comics and stuff of like how ch- cheap the empire feels and in, in like their uh kind of army force and stuff like that so i love that we're like starting to get like a little more uh subtle uh storytelling there and it like every time tarkin shows up in like clone wars era stuff it just feels so it like feels weird to see him surrounded by like clone troopers and stuff and yeah. not stormtroopers it's so funny because he's showed up in uh, uh the clone wars uh show before uh, much younger um but like uh, seeing kind of like more of his like the look that like we know him to have it was it was definitely like ah this is kind of weird and my favorite <laughs> what's well, cool that- too because they they called him an admiral i think in this one so it's like he's not quite where he he ends up and yeah. this is what it's 20 years earlier right like mm-hmm. at least 
17 years I mean, earlier. Yeah, it's uh, A New Hope takes place 20 years. Because, yeah, I think Luke and Leia are both 20 uh, for A New Hope. So, yeah. But he's also wearing immediately his, like, outfit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is, like, yeah. a week after, like, Order yeah, 66 yeah, yeah. or whatever. He just already has the outfit. You know what I mean? He's already doing his fun little thing. <laughs> I thought that was – I know that I, there's no – this isn't a nitpick. It's just an yeah. observation. Yeah, but just, uh, <laughs> see, like, the Sagarero's resistance that they all had logos on their hats. And I'm like, okay. It's been a week. Okay, guys. <laughs> Which, it's so funny. I love I love when they bring in Sagarero just because he's, like, the most overused character. He's so, like <laughs> – I say this every time he pops up, even in like Jedi Fallen Order and stuff. I'm like, stop trying to sell me on Saw Gerrera. Like, I get, like, I will say his appearance in this one does make a lot of sense for like the story that they're trying to tell with, uh, uh, with the Bad Batch and, uh, kind of what they're experiencing, uh, post Order 66 and stuff like that. So I, I thought he was well used here, but like, I don't think everything else he is in, I don't think he's used as well. So it's every time he shows up, I'm like, oh, God, enough of Saw Gerrera. But it's, uh, it, it, it's yeah. fun for me. It's like it's like a little like, oh, like this is like a expanded universe type thing. So it's Saw Gerrera's. Yeah. You know, and it was like, cool to like to see him young again because he was a character that I think was originally introduced in Clone Wars. So yeah. it's been a while since we've seen him like young and like after he had been trained by Anakin, Obi-Wan and uh, uh, Ahsoka. Before, before he becomes Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, exactly. Before, yeah. Uh, before he becomes uh, Forrest Whitaker. Quite Whitaker. jarring, honestly. Yeah, it is. When I'm looking at this guy, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. We, we got to see the middle ground where he's like somewhat. Yeah, where does that transition happen? Yeah, where does that happen? Yeah. I know with that, though, I, I feel like part of the, the strength of this being animated and of it being the, the Filoni verse and what they're building here is it, it allows them to kind of do whatever the fuck they want. And obviously with Mandalorian season two, they proved they can literally do anything they want. There are nothing is off limits. But with this, it's cool that we get. Camino, we get Sagarera, we get Tarkin, we get like all of these, like, I mean, uh, Canon, right? Like, how do you even say his name? I, I've only read the comics. Yeah, it's, it's I've Kanan, only read the like, comics, oh so I don't God. know how to, how to do it. Can we? Well, I may not on the comics a little bit. We, but we it's need, okay. We need to talk about uh, Kanan Jarrus. Uh, uh, slight spoilers for Star Wars Rebels, because uh, as I say, at almost anything we talk about when it uh, relates to Filoni storytelling, like I do think uh, this show is hopefully going to be a selling point for people to actually check out Star Wars Rebels, who kind of scoff at it. I know the animation uh, style isn't like the most appealing, even like I have uh, my gripes with it, but it's honestly some of the best uh, Star Wars told under the Disney era. It's for some I know isn't saying a lot, but seriously, like you owe it to yourself to try to uh, check out Star Wars Rebels. Uh, slight spoilers for Rebels, uh, Kanan Jarvis's real name is Caleb Doom, and just in the first minute, like when he rolls down, he starts talking. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Freddie Prince Jr. And they did not <laughs> modify his voice. And this like 11 year old child all. sounds like a grown ass <laughs> man. And it's so weird. Uh, but it was still like so exciting. And like they make orders, orders ever since episode three and like what they've tried to do whenever they go back to this era is like making Order 66 feel as emotionally impactful as possible and like playing off of you know I, I really like episode three for like the stuff it does with the lore and stuff like that i admit it's not a great movie uh but making moments from a not great movie feel so emotionally uh poignant is so great and like what they do with that uh with jedi fallen order seeing a different perspective there seeing kanan's perspective and like what he has to deal with uh, in the first couple minutes uh yeah. was just and like it was a lot it was really cool 
And it also explains a lot within Rebels, not to go into spoilers, but like his distrust with the clones. And of course, that has to do with Order 66. But seeing actually him interact with the Bad Batch, it it was a really great touch. It was it was funny because I was I was watching this and I totally forgot that he changed his name, Kanan, because it's like a one episode thing that they mentioned. And I was just like, wait, why is this guy's voice so deep? Like, What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about this before we were recording, but I was like, there must be something in Freddie Prince Jr.'s contract where they're not allowed to modify his voice whatsoever like make it a little younger man make it a little younger but it was really fun it was fun to see him and it was to have that connection for sure yeah this episode is brought to you by me undies summer is coming and for so many of us it's the season of discomfort it's hot out and if you could sit around in just your underwear you would me undies wants to make this summer the summer of comfort and they want you to know that if you want to sit around in your underwear that's absolutely allowed i do it all the time and if i don't want to sit in my underwear i sit in my me undies lounge pants i got some dinosaurs right now I love my dinosaurs, and I also love all the other fun prints that MeUndies offers. If you like bold prints, they do those too. If you like classic, guess what? Your blacks, your whites, your grays, they're all there. They make undies, they make lounge pants, they make t-shirts, they make socks. I'm wearing all of those right now, and I love it because they have the softest micro-modal fabric imaginable. MeUndies makes it easy to match. You can match your bottom half to your better half, or halves yes you can match your friends too me undies helps you find a matching pair in a style or color or print of undies that's right for you and your boo because who doesn't love a secret twinning moment me and g have both been wearing matching me undies and every once in a while when i realize we're both wearing the same ones just makes my day that much better and that much softer uh me undies has a great offer for you guys for any first time first time purchasers you can get 50 percent off and free shipping me undies also has their problem free philosophy if you're not satisfied with any product for any reason They'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. Get 15% off your first order and free shipping by going to meundies.com slash morning. That's meundies.com slash morning. I love meundies, and you should too. Meundies.com slash morning. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Barrett, I'm right there with you where it's Order 66 is just, again, to to people that are more casual viewers, that is such an enticing selling point of just like, we're getting more perspectives on what went down there because, mm-hmm. you know, we look at the MCU with the blip and like in the snap that we're dealing with in all the shows. And it like has, there's just so much resonance there because it was this insane thing yeah. that affected the world. And honestly, in the comics, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, it didn't really feel that way. Half the universe gets snapped away. They solve it immediately, and it's kind of just over. Like yeah. there were spinoff comics where you know how events go. There's the main six, and then you read the others, and there, you you kind of deal with it a little bit. But it's nowhere near what they're doing in MCU, and that's kind of the same thing here. Where it's like, cool, the movies dealt with it this way, but then you get into like the expanded lore, like the video games, TV shows, comics, all that stuff, and. Every time we deal with perspective of that, that's something I'm interested in. And I think inherently we're all interested in that because there's something very, very cool about the the how did we get from A to B and then from B to C. And that's between the prequels to original trilogy and then between the original trilogy to the sequels that I hope one day we actually really get to see the yeah. rise of the First Order and, you know, how that all kind of came to be because it's, it's fucking weird, I, right? I, I, yeah. do think the, I do think all of the new Filoni and Favre shows are going to build up to that. Uh, I, I think there's totally. some subtle stuff there. Uh, and 
God, there, there, there's so much that goes on. Just like little things that, uh, just as like a fan, uh, you know, people call me fan, uh, a fanboy of like the Clone Wars specifically. Um, there's just like so much little stuff that ties into to little things and and really fleshes out this era. That's just like so cool. Like the medical droid uh, that operates on that was like helping out uh, Echo uh, when Echo R. after R. like uh, that that droid is the same droid that helped. Um, I think it's Fives who was uh, about to uncover the Order 66 comp- uh, conspiracy in season six of Clone Wars. And that's the same medical droid because he lists off his like long ass ridiculous <laughs> long name. name. That's fun. It's so good. And like the fact that like, yeah, he got like shocked at the end. It was like, oh, no. And then like um, God, there was something there was something else where um, I forgot like what else there's like little connections to. But there's just like. Filoni knows what he's doing. He knows what's going to hit uh, for for his fans of like yeah. his story that he's telling. Um, yeah. But it's still not yeah. like taking away from like someone that would first watch this. Show yeah, I thought that, I thought it I was really a pretty. Love. Yeah, like what Tim was saying. Like I think it. Like even though the Bad Batch was introduced in season seven, I think it did a good job in those first couple minutes, like reintroducing them. If like in case you hadn't watched uh, season seven of the Clone Wars, and I I think like. I think this is even though this is kind of be kind of like a side story. I, I don't know if it's going to be like a grand thing when it comes to like the overall like lore and story that Filoni uh, wants to tell uh, with his characters. But I do think it's going to be. I think Filoni is like trying to use it to tell a cool story while also like still trying to sell people like, hey, like watch clone, like check out Clone Wars if you like some of these characters and you like the ideas yeah. and like what I'm saying, uh, telling in these stories, like check out Clone Wars, check out Rebels. Uh, you probably liked Mandalorian. If you want to understand some stuff from the Mandalorian that you may not have gotten, these shows are going to like be the build up to those moments and stuff like that. And so I just, I thought. See, it's interesting. Yeah. Because I, I all, not that I fully disagree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I actually think that it it is going to be more of a, you don't need to know that stuff. Like that stuff, it helps you and it's going to add context and stuff. But we are building something going forward that's building off of that. But I do think that it's going to be more connected to the movies and to the newer properties that are that are coming out with this. And I think that that's a big reason they use characters that aren't the beloved Clone Wars characters. They are kind of this mm-hmm. new group to kind of – I mean at the end of the day, are these guys going to survive? You know what I mean? Like this has big Halo Reach energy, big Rogue One energy to yeah. it. But I do love personality-wise. They're just like, hey, you know what works? The Ninja Turtles. So yeah. that's what they're going to be. And they even have skin-tight uh, outfits <laughs> when so they go into prison, yeah. which was very funny. <laughs> but uh, I, I feel like they're they're trying to build something here. And I think that at the end of the day, it is going to be a mix of what we're saying, Barrett, me and yeah. you, where it's just like it is – it's going to definitely appease you guys. But I think that this is going to start to like – tighten the the bolts i think and the connections between the movies and kind of just getting a foundation set for them to go a little more bonkers with some of the more the live action stuff that we have uh coming up in the next couple years on on disney plus the favreau stuff and filoni stuff specifically uh with that but what i'm really interested in and and what makes me kind of think it's going that direction is uh this omega character like the bad batch all having different like superpowers or whatever you want to call it Hers kind of being this thing. Well, first off, it being a her is cool. Like yeah. always a fun little like, oh, that's different. And I shout, what's going shout out on. like they also they like they casted another new uh, Zealander to to voice her as well because uh, oh, uh, Tamora uh, cool. is, is from New Zealand as well. So to like uh, get a, a female voice from New Zealand, I thought was uh, I forget what her name was, but I, I looked it up and I was like, oh shit, she's also from Michelle Ong. I think yeah, that sounds right. I think, yeah, I yeah. think that's what it was. Uh, but I, I'm really interested with what they're doing with her because, like, you know, on the surface level cut reaction, it's like, 
this motherfucker has the force. But then it's like, no, probably she's just like an empath of some yeah, type. That's right? what, yeah, that's what I was thinking and, as well. Like that's her kind of power. But either way, I'm interested. Like either way, I like that there's the question. I feel like they're going to play with it a little bit because you can't just do that in a Star Wars show and not (laughs) at least be like, like what are the Caminos doing some test with midichlorians or something like and, and that's what I like is that this episode worked by itself very well as just telling a cool story to set things up but it asked really cool questions and and set us up for a a season that i'm like there's some stuff i'm legitimately interested in finding out oh yeah Yeah. not just oh this is fun enough to watch like i'll I'll watch it and it sets up actual like like questions that you might not have even thought about before even watching it like the whole camino situation like i didn't even i was like oh yeah what happened to them you know what i mean like like there's (laughs) which which barrett was saying well maybe not some good stuff yeah like because at the end where they're kind of like they seem to like like we gotta hold our cards close to our chest and we gotta see how this whole empire thing plays out and at the end like when they were talking about that i was like i don't think it works out for you because i'm pretty (laughs) sure the dude in mandalorian has like a camino like logo on his outfit so like i'm pretty sure like Camino, like Camino cloners are still like kind of under the emperor's thumb a, a little bit by the time of uh, uh, or not the emperor's thumb anymore, but still under the uh, empire's thumb a little bit in the during the Mandalorian. And so and like what you're saying, Tim, of like maybe maybe Omega is uh, like they're messing around with some Mandalorian stuff, because, again, like uh, my theories with Mandalorian of like the reason that they want to use uh, uh, Grogu in the Mandalorian is to try to help the emperor make snoke essentially is uh, it was is my guess so maybe the, like maybe the emperor is like trying to play 5d chess even early on and it's like trying oh, to 100 like, yeah so like just little things like that what you're saying of just like for the like fans who are like paying attention to the dumbest like little subtlest storylines like this is going to be like a I, I think this is going to be a really cool uh season to to pay attention to and get to the ins and outs of all the little things you know yeah but have you been reading about- the new vader comic <clears throat> not the new one uh i i, I read so, this charles soul one from like a couple of years ago i think the the comic that's going on right now i, I just saw the preview of it because i don't think it's actually out yet but okay. uh it's the preview i saw it's so it's dealing with exegol just as a whole and like so with everything going on there and you see vader visit it so you see vader see the snoke clones and stuff so it's like interesting they, and obviously the comics canon like we start getting into the weird tiers where it's I, again, all like, until it's not. <laughs> yeah. we, we get into you the tiers I mean? where like the comics are trying to fix stuff from the sequels and the shows are trying to make possibly try to make the sequels cool and a dumb lore way and stuff like that. It, it, it's all on different tiers and levels, just like you're saying. It's it's uh, it, it's all silly and it's all uh, Star Wars silliness, but it's 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 fun. Um, there's something but with else. that. I think that's cool. I think they are very clearly building to try to yeah. do what they did for the prequel trilogy uh, with Rebels and Clone Wars with the sequel trilogy with these upcoming shows in some way of just filling in the gaps to make it make sense, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. make it like make these events somewhat interesting more so than they've been presented to us. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think I think we need to talk about the food fight though. Like that's canon. I now, wanted no. Fight. I wanted it to be a food fight. So, like I wanted them to go it was all a out and like yell fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But I, I really wanted them to keep throwing food and stuff. It was so fucking good. It was very. That's that's the thing that I, I think is is really interesting about the show is that it is has that like 
that it rides the line of like a kid show and also like something for people that uh, like the Clone Wars and it maybe they're up with Clone Wars and stuff for like sure. That. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So it it rides that line where I could see totally. I could see like my nephew watching that and being like, "This this is hilarious. This is great." But then also like we're enjoying it as well. So it, it has the. It doesn't feel like as yeah. kids like as like Resistance or something like that. But yeah, uh, it's definitely it's definitely riding that line. Which it, is, it, it does which a good fun. balance of like what Star Wars like kind of always has to be of like having a little more of like the the serious undertones for the uh, keep the adults interested and like having the more uh lighter characters and i think that's like what omega is going to kind of be the driving force of uh in the season is to kind of be the the light side to the grittiness of of, of the bad batch and stuff like that and yeah i i'm i'm so excited to uh i it's awesome that we're getting 15 more episodes, and I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. Uh, one and little thing, Friday. Uh, yeah, another episode this Friday. One little thing that I want to shout out is I think the so the test droids uh, when Tarkin was like use live rounds. I think they kind of subtly look like dark troopers. I might be reading a little too into they that. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, 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 like they're definitely like kind of what eventually become like the the building blocks towards uh the dark troopers that we see in uh, the mandalorian and i think whenever like when they were getting shocked eventually near the end of that fight again this is like some dumbass knowledge and someone please in the the comments uh please confirm my dumb theory or deny it but when they would get shocked the sound that they would make i think is the same exact sound bite of when you would shock a specific group of droids in Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. It was like specifically the <laughs> That's same like funny. I hope sound so. bite, and like it was because I only know that because I like replayed Force Unleashed uh, and streamed it uh, as as a goof uh, as part of my Star Wars rewatch a couple months ago, and like that specific sound bite was like burnt in, into my head because that level like was way too long, and so like when they get shocked, <laughs> I was like, why do I know this and why do I recognize this sound? It's so dumb. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to shout that out. Also, shout out to General Grievous in like the the beginning where yeah, they're dude. like uh, not just like the he episode three like amazing. recreated uh, scenes, but also the um, when you do the kind of like Star Wars like intro like hype thing where they show all the helmets and stuff. Like Grievous was the first one. It's interesting that they changed it up. Um, I didn't I, I didn't expect them to to like yeah. change it for for every show, but that's cool. It's hype yeah. though, man. I love that so thing. Good. You know, every week having the Marvel Studios <laughs> fanfare and every week having this Star Wars thing, it, it makes it feel canon. It makes it yeah. feel like it's more important. The one worry I have from a marketing perspective is they were not pushing Bad Batch hard on Disney Plus. At least when I was looking at Midnight last night. Uh oh. Roger's okay. gone. I got it. Don't worry about it. But uh, they, it, I couldn't even find it. Like the whole, the f- main thing was May the Fourth be with you, and oh. they were promoting like the new art and stuff. Really? And it's like even going into Star Wars, it wasn't like the first thing. It was like kind of buried. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And I checked this morning, and it was the the first thing on the uh, carousel, but it yeah. wasn't like when you go to the Star Wars page itself, it wasn't like the first thing that they're promoting to you and i'm hoping that's just because it's may the 4th and like there's a ton yeah, of Star Wars stuff that they're trying stuff. To push. yeah exactly so hopefully starting friday they're going to treat it more like a prestige disney plus title that like they want you to pay attention to because that's the type of they need to buy in for us to buy in you know yeah. what i mean and like i'm not talking about you guys but i'm talking about the, the me's and the millions of people out there that want to like this shit it's just you know kind yeah of that's be. interesting because when did you watch it right at midnight I did, okay. yeah. Because I, I didn't see the whole May the was the May the Fourth be with you thing at uh, updated at midnight. Because when I when I uh, loaded in, the first thing was uh, just the Bad Batch. So that's interesting. 
Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. For so, for me, I I watched it um a few hours ago. So and like it was just the Bad Batch was the first thing you see when yeah. you go into Disney. I wonder Plus, if so. it's different okay, from maybe good, like good, good, uh, good. different like apps or something like that. Because like, yeah, what, what were you watching? Maybe, on yeah. Nvidia Shield. No, okay. yeah, <laughs> I was I was just Google watching TV. like on the Chrome like uh, DisneyPlus.com. So yeah, it might just be like weird updates for for different apps or whatever. Um, I, I, we're probably going to wrap up soonish, but like the last two things I want to say is that my prediction, and this is why I kind of think that the show is going to be a little more of like trying to sell uh, people on watching the other shows, uh, is that I do think that we're going to get another Star Wars Rebels character next week. And I think that's going to be Zeb, uh, because they, they talk about oh. it at the very end, uh, let's go to J19 and, uh, there's the J19 bow rifle, which was, uh, made by, uh, I, I think Zeb is a, a Lassat, right? I forget what his yeah uh, yes. but yeah that uh, J19s are uh, specifically made by Zeb's people and uh, Hunter was saying that they know someone from there so I do think I think it's a possibility we get Zeb if yeah. we don't that's fine if it's I just like thinking, another Lissot, I was thinking but, Rex I mean that makes sense too mm, yeah okay yeah uh, I mean we see him in the trailer yeah like for like three seconds so and then the, the other stuff of like again going back to how cinematic this art style and like how much they've improved the look and feel of the Clone Wars art style. Like, I just, I want more animated shows. I know with, like, the fact that they said Tarkin, or uh, Thrawn's name in a live-action show, like, I know, like, when we get Ahsoka, that's gonna be live-action. I know, like, whenever we get Ezra back, that's gonna be live-action, but I, I just want, I want more of, like, this animated style. It's so good. It's so pretty. Um, and so I just, I, I need it. Give me Ashley Eckstein as uh, uh, Ahsoka again. I just, I, I want it all. <laughs> well, Hopefully you won't have to wait too long, Barrett. Let us know in the comments below what you thought of the Bad Batch Episode 1 Aftermath. Uh, we will return this Friday with Episode 2. And we might not do weekly breakdowns of these because going forward, I think they're only like 20-ish minute episodes. So I don't know how much there's going to be to talk about. Maybe every couple episodes we'll do something. We're going to feel it out. If you want us to keep doing it, though, let us know. We like to deliver what the people want. So uh, love you guys. Bye.